Hello? You play to win the game. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. To LeBron James! That was insane! Officially insane, LeBron James! What's up and welcome back to Studio C here for another amazing edition of Close the Wall. The man in your ears right now, Justin Brown. I'm alongside Joey Gonzalez, the Kobe Jackson, mm-hmm. and Kalani Deluna. How are y'all doing today? Good. Doing good. Doing That's good. it? That's that was it. no energy. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was great. so sad. It's a great day yeah. to be alive. Great day to be a Bobcat. It yeah, is a great day. It's a great day to see you with your broken hand. Oh, oh broken yeah, hand. I do have a broken have hand a broken right hand. now. Not a broken hand, actually. I just injured my finger when I was playing volleyball yesterday. But it was yeah, a, that was a. But you know, I still carried. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, and a sprained ankle. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. My ankle's hurting too. Yeah. <laughs> but you know who's not hurting? This man right here, Joey Gonzalez. He just ran a half Ironman this Woo! past weekend. So yeah. gotta give a round of applause here. And while we're speaking about this, and we can just talk about whatever we want here because that's how a podcast goes. <laughs> Tell us. Why run an Ironman? Why even train for an Ironman? Who told you, hey, Joey, you want to run a half Ironman? Because I remember you. I don't know. All I would see is you on that little bicycle. Almost hit him a few times in my car. Yeah, yeah, wish it did. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, But tell me, inspiration now. Uh, Well, when I was in high school, my my tennis coach, he ran several Ironmans. And he always made us run on Wednesdays when I was in high school playing tennis. Uh And I was like, Man, I cannot stand running. But then I got to college, and then after my freshman year, I stopped working out, and it was the most unproductive summer of my life, and I started running again. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to run a triathlon, and I wanted to run an Ironman down the road. A year later, after I made that decision, I ran a half Ironman and hopefully run a full next September. So that's the goal right now. And your time was what? Uh, Six hours, 36 minutes, and three seconds. Think of that. Wow. Six hours wow. and 36 minutes of nonstop physical activity. Swimming. I think the most I could do was probably like 45 minutes. That's how long my swim was. 45 minutes? Yeah. Oh, wow. With what? A mile. Wow. That is uh... a mile doesn't sound that long, but I, I bet it was, it was pretty long. Where were you swimming? The, the yeah. river by the stadium or what? Uh, what is it? The Brazos River in yeah. Waco? Yeah. 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 Didn't know there was anybody's water in that dry town. But <laughs> um, <laughs> well, uh, congratulations, though. That Thank, is, you. Uh, Thank you. Uh, Thank you. A big mindset. Uh, I could never. Um, You're the next like Michael Phelps and Usain Bolt all in one body. Yeah. All in one body, yeah. I guess it's <laughs> yeah. Uh, all in hybrid. One body. <laughs> That's a good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't even know where to go from there. I mean, just greatness as itself. Um, but let's talk about some national sports here. Let's talk about the the sports. Right, we're here mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. The MLB. <laughs> What's happening? Well, Woo! the Astros finally get a game. Thank God. Uh, yeah, thank God indeed. Uh, it was a must-win game for the Astros. I want to hear what y'all saw from it. I was too busy breaking my finger and carrying a volleyball team with Joey Gonzalez. But other than that, carrying. I don't know about carrying. We had a referee here, Mr. Jackson, uh, gave out a, a few technical fouls. Um, there was no technical fouls in volleyball. There was a replay, though. A replay review did occur. Oh, yes. <laughs> that was cool. Um, but, yeah, what are y'all's thoughts on this, uh, this series? Astros, uh, they're really looking – 
not as, uh, how I expected in the playoffs. The Rangers finally get their first loss in the playoffs, which is amazing. But, yeah. Um, your thoughts? I mean, it was it was a pretty good game. I mean, I was able to catch the majority of the game. I watched most of uh, most of it uh, at home, and I'm not gonna lie, it was it was I'm obviously pleasantly surprised because you know Max Scherzer is one of those one of those pitchers where if you rough him early, then you're good. Honestly, and that's how the game was. I mean, scoring off the Astros scored three runs in the second inning, and they were leading four nothing through three through three, and then, or actually technically five nothing through four, and then the Rangers came back with two with two runs in the fifth, and then uh, Astros gained two more in the seventh. Rangers got two in the seventh, and then they both got one run each in the eighth, and then score anything in the ninth inning. So. It was a really good performance. Christian Javier is now four and zero in his postseason career. Uh, he was three and zero last se- uh, last season in the postseason, or not last? Se- yeah, last season. And I mean, he's just a very dominant pitcher. I know a lot of people don't talk about him a lot, but he is actually phenomenal. But it's game four. It's a new day. I mean. I don't know what's going to happen because game four will be basically the make or break game for either team. And, uh, you know, it's just I don't know. It was I don't know. It's like up and down from from where the series goes right now. Kehlani? Not everyone at once. Okay, yeah, yeah. Kehlani? I'm not a big like baseball person. Me neither. But, like they go to seven games, too, or seven in the uh, World Series and then the championship mm-hmm. series. Yeah. Yeah. So. I was expecting the Astros, like Justin said earlier, to go in with like a bang, like you know, just honestly sweet. But that's not what we're getting, and like don't, don't, don't hate. But I think it would be cool to see the Rangers win because it's it's been a minute, like forever. You're right. Mm-hmm. So never in my life have did I, I think did yeah. I think the Rangers and the Astros. I mean, did I ever think I'd see the Rangers in, in the playoffs? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, there have been multiple occasions, like when. Before the the Astros became uh, an American League team, they were once a National League team. So there were plenty of chances where the Rangers and the Astros could have met in the World Series. But now that you know the Astros are in the same uh, same league as the Rangers, that World Series is no longer available. Glad we're getting to see that in the ALCS though. And I know a lot of Texas fans are like kind of split down the middle between the two teams. Yeah. So I mean, it's just still a pleasure to see. It's gonna be interesting end of the series. I mean, talking about the. What is it? Two three two series now that Major League Baseball has similar mm-hmm. to the NBA used to have a two three two, two, three, three. Yeah, in, two the, three, two. in the playoffs. But uh, Astros team who's a lot better on the road. I think they proved that last night. It's going to be a high scoring affair. I mean eight five in last night's game. A Rangers team who could put up numbers extremely fast. And then Josh Young. I mean he's crazy. Jordan Alvarez. Absolutely. He's a guy who's crazy as well. Both teams who can hit the ball well. And one thing that the Astros did better in Game 3, getting base hits with yes. runners in scoring position. A thing that they struggle with really throughout the playoffs in the Twin Series. Mm-hmm. And then in the first two games, they finally capitalized on that as well. And getting off to an early start, that is what the Astros needed. Four straight runs to, in the first three innings. Yep. So it's going to be a fun fun next couple games. I think the Rangers come out firing again. I do think that Houston could tie it up, and I think this is going to seven. All I would say is that during BCR yesterday, I said, Jose Altuve has to step up. You can't be at four oh, at-bats and not hit. <laughs> and you look at this game, you got two runs, you know, two hits of his own, a great RBI, and a homer was one of those hits. So Jose Altuve must be a Bobcat radio listener. That's all I'm hearing. <laughs> or, Paul, or Reed Ryan said, hey, man, this guy just said you need to hit. Um, so who knows? But, yeah, I mean, uh, love the, the Astros' resiliency, able to bounce back. 
um, against the Rangers. Um, you know, Rangers fans and our staff, they're excited to see them do good. But also Phillies and Diamondbacks, guys. Yeah. The Phillies are up 2-0 against the Diamondbacks. Again, another team I never thought I'd see in the playoffs, the Diamondbacks. Are you serious? Um, but, yeah, they're playing against the Phillies um, tonight, 4 p.m. They have not won a game in this series yet. What are we expecting to see? And if it's not important, and if y'all don't care about either of these teams, just say, Justin, no one cares about the Phillies and Diamondbacks. So if that's the I mean, case, just say it right now. I mean, I care for these two teams <laughs> simply for the fact that, number one, the Diamondbacks knocked off the Dodgers in – in defying fashion, let me just say, because like I talked about earlier, Dodgers are not really haven't been really the best postseason baseball team in in the last twelve in the last uh, thirteen years, at least since Clayton at least since Clayton Kershaw has been on the team. But you know the Diamondbacks, they're they young, they do have a little bit of veterancy. Uh, veterancy. I know uh, Ladoris Gurriel Jr. on the team and Evan Longoria, who has had postseason history with the Giants. So I mean, they have a lot of good depth and. The Phillies are just their bats are just hot. I mean, <laughs> Bryce Harper is having a career, a career postseason. Honestly, kind of repeating what he did last year. I mean, they have everybody back with you know Schwarber. They have Zach Wheeler, you know Zach Wheeler back with them. I mean, this is a really really good team. And the fact that they're now on the road now, they're not in Philadelphia anymore because I always talk about Philadelphia crowds is it's pretty strong, especially when it comes to the Phillies. So I think this is going to be honestly. I see this game this series going to six specifically but once it goes back to philly all bets are off at that point i think it's gonna be a, a fun game tonight you got the rookie brandon fought on the mound yep. a three and nine record 5.72 era young guy i think he'll have some poise but another thing about this diamondbacks team a really young team corbin carroll i mean that's the guy yep. who just he's excellent he, he's got pop he's got speed Lourdes Goriel as well I mean there's so many young guys on this D-backs team returning back home to Chase Field it's going to be good they got the swimming pool out there I don't, I don't know I think that the Diamondbacks they get back on top as Kobe was talking about Citizens at Bank Park that is a scary place to play at <laughs> especially with such a hot team yep. like the Phillies so I think you go back out west, out there in Phoenix, Arizona, and the Diamondbacks can find a way to steal a game and at least try to force it to a game five and game six if possible. All I would say is that the Phillies beating the Diamondbacks last game 10-0, to and a big reason because of that is Kyle Schwarber. Kyle Schwarber, I mean, at his three at-bats, two of them are home runs. And I have a question. I, I don't know. This is something I need MLB fans to tell me. Maybe you all know. Who is that player on the Phillies that when you say something really bad, like the broadcaster will say something really terrible, and then he hits I a home run. I don't to go with this. Nick Castellanos. Yeah. <laughs> Nick. This guy, man. I, I saw a TikTok where these guys <laughs> said some really bad stuff. Boom! <laughs> hits it. I mean, I swear. Uh, Nick is always listening. Uh, but, yeah, Kyle Schwarber, great great game from him. Um, Aaron Nola, also not bad. I mean, seven strikeouts, six innings pitch. ERA of zero zero nine six, which is – Oh, absolutely wow. outstanding That's for insane for him so yeah i think they talk about the bat so much for this phillies team but then i mean you got blake wheeler you got aaron nola that pitching core is, is so sure. dangerous they're mm -hmm. so hard to hit off of I'm, there's other names that i'm forgetting also in that in that pitching rotation their bullpen is amazing as well i think that is the team right now that has the greatest chance to win a world series i think the <clears throat> The Astros are right up there also, and then the other two teams are the Diamondbacks and Rangers. But the Phillies just seem like that team that's built all around from start to finish. Yep, they're pretty built. They're built pretty well, 
and we'll see what happens in the ALDS and ALCS, and we'll definitely update you here when we find out the outcome of these two series. But whoop, whoop. yeah, it'll be fun to watch. But let's zoom out some more. Let's talk about some other sports. I'm talking about pigskins and football, and we're going to start with college football. Um, college football has been really electric <coughs> recently, and one team that has been electric and doing things historically is the Texas State Bobcats. They have acquired their fifth win. This past weekend against the, I believe it was the ULM Warhawks, yep. a team where they were down, I believe, 19-0. And then they turn around, turn the whole thing around. Maybe not 19-0, but they were down very much. Twenty, I think it was 20. 20? Yeah, 20-0. 20-0, wow. That's a bad bad comeback. I mean, but a bad deficit to be in. But they come back in fashion. Joey Hobart does amazing things. He gets 110 yards of his own. TJ Finley, check the college quarterback rankings. He's above Shadur Sanders now. Yeah. Mind-boggling, right? <laughs> so, amazing thing from him. Uh, you know, Coach G.J. Kinney, first Texas State head coach to have a start like this since 1983. Um, so a lot of things happening. More fans in the stands than ever before. 26,000 fans, all with flashlights on for blacking out the whack that past weekend. So, guys, I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear your thoughts about this team. They're going to face Troy on the 28th. That's going to be a homecoming game. And uh, I want to hear... Is this rivalry the same between Troy and Texas State, or is it different now with this new team? And is this new team way better than Troy? And is this new team able to beat a team like JMU, who's currently, I think, undefeated still in football and yep, conference still play? Undefeated. Yep. So let me hear your thoughts on this team and what you've seen so far. It's a fun team. It's a really fun team to watch. Looking to become bowl eligible for just the second time in program history, with the first time being, uh, I believe it was that 2012 season when they moved up to – FBS, but it's, it's going to be a fun game coming it, with Troy coming home. You got TJ Finley, who last week was 222 yards. And I will say a good performance, but not one of the best not outings the best. that we've seen from Finley, overthrowing a lot of his receivers. Um, and it just, so many times that you just look, there was an open receiver down the field overthrown, and you just got to think that's got to be cleaned up a little bit more. A team like ULM, who was two and three entering the day, and mm-hmm. the Bobcats struggled in the first half. I mean, I and then they threw Finley threw that pick six with yep. less than seven minutes to go. And if I'm going to be honest, I was getting ready for the race. I was watching it, and I saw the pick six, and I turned it off, getting my sleep in. <laughs> and I hopped on Twitter when I woke up the next morning, and Texas State won. <laughs> so I mean, the you can look at the two positives there. You can look at wow, this team does not give up. They find a way to fight back, but at the same time, you need to find a way to get yourself separation instead of being in these tight games. You think about the game against UTSA and others. You just need to find a way to create those separations so you don't have fans with their hearts in their throats. Yeah, and I <laughs> I agree with that. And kind of looking at overall the game, the real comparison in this game alone, even though it was low scoring, even though it was super close, is that ULM's rushing game was was very lopsided to what Texas State had to offer. Texas State had a total of 230 rushing yards the whole game, and then ULM had 135. So, honestly, not surprised by that. But I mean, when I was co- when I covered ULM for uh, for media day, it's almost like there was just a different attitude for this for this team. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm just kind of surprised that you know they're even that the record that they had, because it almost seemed like they had a lot of promise in the Sunbelt Conference this uh, this season. But, I mean, a good win. Was it their best win of the season? No. I mean, I still think Baylor's probably the best win, but we'll yeah. wait and see what Troy has to offer. But, you know, coming against Troy, even though it's, you know, in a couple weeks, 
you know, it's against the defending Sunbelt Conference champions. Obviously, that's going to be a lot of pressure for G.J. Kenny and the staff. You know, Troy has always been well known in the Sunbelt Conference for the past couple of years. So, I mean, this is going to be the game that I think will either make or break a season. If Texas State does somehow pull off and win, obviously they're going to be bowl eligible, number one. And number two, I think a lot of people, at least in the Sunbelt, is going to be popping their eyes about, about this Texas State Bobcats team. Um. So Audrey and I were reporting last game, and one thing that we really said was like reporting was like defense, like stepped up when they had to this past game, and even post game interview with GJ, like he said that like defense came to play this last weekend, and like his offense couldn't like finish, like we said, like with uh, TJ's overthrows and all that, and yeah, um, Troy, I think it's it's gonna be a good game. They're five and two as well, so definitely homecoming especially it's a homecoming game so all the fans support anything we can take it yeah 100 i want to ask a question what yeah. to all of you okay. <laughs> so tech state 0 and 8 all time against troy Oof. and going back to last game one of the largest attendances in program history do you think two questions kind of here do you think one that the that the crowd lifted texas state to that victory last week and two do you think that the crowd can play a factor in getting that first win against troy on saturday or two saturdays from now i 100 percent agree yeah yeah i think yes. uh I think so. you know nothing is more you know detrimental to a team and then being in a on a field playing your guts out mm. and no fans are there to watch <laughs> and the fans that are there are booing you but then now look at this year. You have fans completely in the stands. They have their flashlights on. They're excited. They're happy. They're, and they're they're cheering you on. And that definitely plays a role on every player and every teammate. And they, that they can that crowd is so loud. It affects the play calling of the other team as well. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, it's definitely important. And um, but yeah, I would hear y'all's thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, I I completely agree because people don't realize when you're in a college football stadium. That gets loud, but I I've been on a I've been on a college football bowl before, and I can just like envision like just a, just the crowd noise and like recognizing like trying to get your play call off, and it's just so loud you can't even hear it. But this game specifically, I think, is going to be important. I know last you know last week it was family weekend, so obviously there was a lot of you know, majority of a lot of parents and stuff <clears throat> were down for the game, and it was blackout night as well. This game, I think, is going to be the most I think have the most attendance this season mm -hmm. so far because. Obviously, the home opener was a pretty great crowd, and everybody left when you know they. Everybody left when Texas Day was blowing out Jackson State. But I mean, just I think this game alone is going to really, really find out who the fans really are. Because obviously, there's going to be tailgating, but right before you know, obviously right before the game. But I think the, the majority that is going to tailgate will step into the game and realize like this wow. is big time. And like with it being a homecoming game, I know a lot of alumni are gonna yep. come back. Yep. So it's definitely gonna open their eyes and be like, "Wow, this is like the Texas State football that we've been missing," or yeah. like you know. So. Yeah, and I think I remember yeah. last year yeah. with the homecoming uh, game, they invited actually the the team that won the the championship back in back in the day, like all the way in the eighties. Yep. Uh, mm. And uh, so maybe they'll do that again. Um, but one question I have, I know we we're asking a bunch of questions. Now. <laughs> um, Kind of a little controversial question, but uh -oh. is Malik Hornsby getting oh the role he expected to get with this program? And and, and my question is, is not that – we don't know what his expectations are, obviously, but do we believe that it's just Finley's team or is Hornsby a crucial piece? Because you look in this game, you know, Hornsby's only in for three touches – 
and only gets a total of one yard. And mm-hmm. then that was it. That's all he played. So is is just Malik Hornsby on the back burner just until Finley, if he did get an injury per se, Hornsby's going to come in. Is that she's just doing the traditional backup quarterback role? Or do you think G.J. Kinney could actually use him? Because, yeah, I want to hear what your thoughts are. I think that Hornsby could be used a little bit more. I think I would like to see his arm because every single time we've seen Hornsby, He's just running the football. Think back to the Jackson State yep. game. Yep. You put him in, and he literally only ran the football. I mean, he could run it all over the field. Oh, like no If kidding. I didn't know any better, I thought he's just a running running back. I never thought he'd <laughs> That's before. literally what I thought. Me and Audrey were talking about that in the box, and she's like, no, like he's a QB. And I was like. But the problem is whenever they're putting him in, it's usually in wildcat formations, and yeah. it's just Hornsby running the football. So I think if you're going to start using him, you got to start using him to pass the football position. Teams are going to start noticing in film, okay, whenever Hornsby comes in at quarterback, he's just a running back. Yeah. It's just a wildcat offense, and he's going to run the football or he's going to use the option and hand it off to his running back. So I personally, I want to see him throw the football. What arm does this guy have? Mm-hmm. But I think it is TJ Finley's team, but I want to see what Malik Hornsby has. Hey, I, I, I completely agree because, you know, obviously TJ Finley has more of the veteran aspect of the experience. That's, I think that's the reason why he's – Starting quarterback, obviously, you know, we know his history, obviously a transfer from Auburn University. So obviously a lot of expectations coming from an SEC school to now the Sun Belt. So I think, you know, I think they are using Malik Hornsby wisely. I was I, I agree with you, Joe. I think they just need to use him a little bit more specifically passing, I think, because Malik Hornsby has a very good arm and he's pretty accurate. So. I would love to see that, but at the same time, I don't want them to get to the point where that's all he does is run the ball because you just can mess around and get hurt, and you know you won't have a backup quarterback. I know we got yeah. C.J. Rogers still out there in the quarterback depth chart, but you know I just don't I just don't want you know Coach D.J. Kenny to you know mess around and get and get Malik Hornsby hurt. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't think any coach wants that, but I do think that the reason why they haven't utilized his passing ability yet. It's because you're men- you're right. It is kind of a wild card thing. It's kind of like a, a an unexpected. You're gonna put him in. You think he's gonna run the ball? No, he's gonna throw it. <laughs> and they're gonna save that for when it matters most. And I know there's definitely a play up Kenny Sleeve for that. But I think for right now, let's just fool these other teams. Let them think he's just a, uh, just a rusher and nothing else of it. Um, that's probably the mindset they're having. I'm not sure. Do I look like a football coach? No. <laughs> um, but also, you know, one thing I had to touch on, Ishmael Mahdi, fighting that he's injury right he's now, he's wearing literally uh, an oven mitt, looking yeah. like he's pulling out a rack <laughs> of cookies. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he is out there, and he's playing his best, even with the hand. My question to you all is, Ishmael Mahdi is very, very valuable to this team. Absolutely. Sit him down and try and get rest or keep playing him to get the benefits of the team. I think right now he's such a fragile piece to this team that if we lose Ishmael Mahdi, I think our bowl game chances are – I mean our chances of winning that bowl game go down. We need Ishmael Mahdi. Now, De Niro Davenport, yeah, he did great. He gained some yards. He did 94 yards. It's amazing. That's great for him. But he's a traditional – he's traditionally a receiver. We don't usually root him in the run game. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, I want to hear y'all's thoughts. Any I think thoughts? No, none thoughts. Okay, just Justin's an idiot. Well, here, right. Here's my you're thoughts. Not, you're not an idiot. No, I know. It's, I think the bye week is coming at a perfect time. I think this is a very yeah. beat-up Bobcat team right now, and especially with the hand. I mean, the hand is constantly in play. You're trying to keep two hands on the ball to prevent fumbles, and if you look at, say, the Chargers, Justin Herbert had that broken hand or the issue with the hand against, uh, who was that, two weeks ago? Whoever the Chargers played two weeks ago, the Raiders, and he broke his hand on a face mask. 
The Chargers had a perfect bye week, and then this week he was able to come out against the Cowboys, mm-hmm. and he he was had his hand in a glove like Tom Brady, but, I mean, he still seemed to be throwing the ball. You could tell his arm wasn't there completely, but the reason I bring that up is because I think Madi, he's able to get healed up a little bit right now. But, I mean, you still have other good running backs as well. Jameel Jeter, third-year guy, and... Last week, he was averaging six yards a carry, so he's a guy who can put you in second and manageable situations if you're the Bobcats. So, I mean, he's still got two good running backs, but I think my point is bye week is coming at a crucial time, and you get Madi a little bit more healthy two weeks from Saturday. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, honestly, if you're a coach, I would say, you know, next man up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Denario Davenport did outstanding. Now, granted, he did play, you know, he is a receiver, but the average running back size it's not you know big and bulky anymore it's not that them days are gone now it's all almost like i don't know really how to describe like tony pollard kind of size it's kind of like in that stage of the game right now really for both collegiate and the pros so honestly i like the move i like the fact that davenport stepped up into you know the running back position and and carried the yards that ishmael Mari possibly couldn't get and like you said the bye week is a crucial is a good is a good way to get you know players you know help back healthy again if you know ishmael Mari is still having that problem i mean i don't know it's just one of those things you kind of have just it's almost like a game time decision that you kind of have to wait for for uh but i mean yeah i mean we i mean it's only a week we only got a week until till that game so i mean it's gonna be it's gonna be good. I don't know. I feel like Ishmael Mahdi is just like in his head right now. Like obviously by week he's like thinking like, Okay, I gotta do recovery and then you know, like but he's also probably looking forward to like actually like playing in mm-hmm. Troy. So I guess it depends too, like he said like Davenport maybe he's gonna be like obviously he'll be there Saturday, but like, you know, yeah. if Monty's like, Okay, I need to come out for a couple plays, like, you know, just have that connection between mm-hmm. both of them, so yeah, so it should be interesting. It'll be interesting to see, and it's not going to be until October 28th till we see what happens. And yep. Gunnar Watson, that quarterback that was, you know, against Texas State last year at Troy, he beat us last year, did really good, got over 200-plus yards. Last game, just against Army, he Oof. got 227 yards of his own. So Oof. this is a good quarterback uh, tandem we're going to see, TJ Finley versus Gunnar Watson. It's going to be a fun battle to watch. Um, I'm excited. Um, but let's talk about some more college football, some other college football. Let's talk bigger team, bigger uh, <laughs> not bigger teams, bigger conferences. Um, I see a, a, some really great matchups this weekend um, for college football. We got Penn State and Ohio State going up that's, against on Saturday. We also have Texas, who took their first loss against Oklahoma last week or a week <laughs> ago. Um, they're playing against Houston this weekend. Also a game that I'm really excited to see is Utah versus USC. Mm-hmm. Uh, love watching – Caleb Williams, and then is Arizona State and Washington. And if you don't know anything about Washington, one of the best quarterbacks, a, a tr- uh, Heisman Trophy candidate uh, with Penix. So, guys, um, any any matchup this weekend that y'all are particularly looking forward to at all, or are am I just talking to no one? What do y'all think? No, nah, I think you're. <laughs> I think uh, you're, you're. We there are people in this room, Justin. You're right. <laughs> so, but no, nah, I mean that that Penn State, Ohio State, Jamie's just jumping off the page because that's where get college game day is going to be the, the past few times that these two teams have played it has been nothing but just insane drama between these two i remember the game specifically between uh penn state when saquon barkley and when jt barrett were both on penn state and ohio state so this game is going to mean a lot and it's another top 10 matchup i know we just saw um um oh who played last oh we just saw oregon and washington play in the top 10 last last week and now we got ohio penn state who's seven and 
Ohio State that's ranked number third and three in the country. So, I mean, th- this is your game. This is honestly your game. And honestly, not a lot of people are big fans of the Big Ten, but the Big Ten has always produced insane, great matchups. And honestly, we're li- I think we're looking for another good one here. I think the game I'm looking forward to is Arizona State Washington, especially since. <laughs> oh well, that's too bad. You should have spoke first. <laughs> Literally. Well, I was gonna say because the Pac-12 before the start of the football season, they were on the verge of oh, the Pac-12 is valueless, and then now you have Washington, who's on the cusp of getting into the college football playoff right now. I mean, there's still plenty of weeks to go before that time comes and justin i know Penix is your boy and i know yeah, it's gonna be team. a fun game to watch but the 9 30 start a little late for me yeah. no i love the late starts because <laughs> i'm a guy that like i don't even get into bed until 10 o'clock at night sometimes and i'm gonna be you know watching this game throughout till midnight most likely <laughs> that's um, when usually that's when usually it, it's i mean kailani you wanted to say something um this is so random like this game that i'm like no i want to hear it. Is, no, is go stanford ahead. and ucla okay because obviously stanford just came into like the win over colorado and overtime so i'm was... curious to see you know just mentioning this we have to talk <laughs> about this because it's something i've thought about who are playing on this Stanford team? You know how smart you have to be? Of a, like, <laughs> most college football teams, you got average GPA, 1.8 GPA amongst the whole squad. Here, you got, you know, engineers on the line, right? You know, I'm thinking this Stanford team did some math at halftime to calculate, the, you know, a comeback against, Clems- uh, against you know, Colorado. Don't know how they came back in that one. So I love this game. Stanford has an opportunity. Maybe they can pull up, you know, show that they're good in college football, but – most of them are just brainiacs, in my yeah. opinion. Um, <laughs> but, no, I'm agree with you. Arizona State and Washington Huskies. Why is this the most important game? Penix is your boy. Yeah, Penix is my boy. <laughs> Washington's my team. They're going to go all the way to the championship. But what I'm going to say <laughs> right here is we're about to see an NCAA record, 100 points scored in a game by Washington. I have no faith at all in Arizona State. Arizona State fans are all going to be obsolete and gone by this weekend. They're I all going to be at the uh, the Diamondbacks game. Oh, yeah. That's you're you're definitely right. <laughs> Washington is destroying Arizona State. Maybe 88-0. to zero. Um, Ooh, wow. Yeah, say to here is the hottest take ever came out of my mouth. <laughs> um, mm. But, yeah, also another great game uh, – <laughs> Dimension. Oregon's doing good. Not li- not gonna lie, against Washington State, that'll be easy dub. Uh, I want a U of H to beat Texas because I'm from Houston. Um, that's not a guarantee win though. Utah versus USC. That's an amazing game. That's gonna be a great one. Caleb Williams gonna drop 556 yards. Uh, not even surprised. <laughs> what? Yeah, man. This guy is literally an in- is a what? Madden. Have you ever watched Caleb Williams highlights? Yes, I have. This guy looks but like a not, Madden. But he's my not career. gonna. He is not gonna throw over 500 yards in a game. Are you nuts? <laughs> I'm kidding. Shadur did it though. That first game, remember? He's Shadur. Yeah, but guess who's ranked above him? DJ Finley. TJ Finley. I almost said TJ Hemley. At that time, no. DJ? I almost DJ? said TJ Hemley. At that time, it was Shadur over TJ. At that time. Okay, but now. It's TJ. But now it's TJ yeah. Yeah. at this point. Oh, Please. if anyone didn't know, like we mentioned earlier, Stanford <laughs> completely destroyed Colorado, came back from a 28-0. And won, and won the game. So. And won the game. So I feel like all – okay, here's my personal take, and I, I want to talk about Colorado for a sec. What? I think the reason why this team is going to be a bust is because 
Deion Sanders liked to think that this is his reality TV show. If you have to bring a camera crew into your halftime speeches, none of those players are really going to speak their mind and their heart because there's a whole freaking film crew around them. You know who records his videos, right? His son. His son, I know. But it's like a whole squad of people. We got a whole ESPN doc getting made. We got a boom mic getting carried around the sideline. They're playing college football, baby. Film the documentary afterward. Focus on the game. I don't know. I think Texas should have something like that for our cinematic. Recap. <laughs> hey, we do have some good ones. We do have some good ones, but I mean, I mean, your name is prime time. So honestly, if your name is prime time, you were literally yeah. the cameras are going to be on you. I know you're right, but you know he probably gave himself that name. I know. Yeah. I don't know. If no, people gave him that well, name all, for a reason. All I will say is that if I'm a player on that team, I'm sitting there in halftime. I'm fuming. I'm so mad. I'm like, coach never plays me or whatever. And I'm like, man, all you want to do this for is just your TV show, man. <laughs> you don't even care about us, coach. Let's put you don't even care about us, coach. That's literally what the. Let's put this in perspective here because people don't understand how amazing of an athlete Deion Sanders was because he phenomenal football player. I remember this one game. He was playing a game and then he had to go play in the World Series the following night and traveled like, you know, I believe it was like in either a helicopter or a plane. Travel a few. It was wasn't a helicopter. That's yeah. what I thought. And then he had to play another a game in the in, in No, the, he's, he's in a dog. Yeah, yeah but, I know that. And what's crazy is, is that he ran, he ran so fast. That's why his, his feet are not really the best. Uh, he's missing toes. Because he's missing toes. It's because he ran so much. He like ran so much that you know his feet were crawling up. So I thought that was kind of. <laughs> he ran until his toes <laughs> fell off. No, for real. That's, no, no, that's for like real. Joey in the Iron Man. <laughs> no, for real. Like that's how you got all your I'll toes. Prime time. <laughs> That's how like that's how impressive oh, Deion Sanders was. That's why I, I I hate when people tell me like, oh, Deion Sanders was not the greatest athlete. I'm like, y'all are idi- like idiots. Y'all you know, because really truth is, if he does lead a team, the a Colorado team that was one, like literally one in set. Uh, I don't know how bad they were last year. Like they one only won one game last year. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so if he leads his team to a way better record and somehow does anything in the playoffs, then yeah, he could put himself as a candidate to be the best athlete. Best sports person ever. He played at every single major league. He played in NFL in the major leagues. He played in MLB with the Braves. Now he's doing this for a coaching job. I mean, Yankees. he's. Yeah, he did play for the Yankees. Yankees. That's right. Uh, he did like play Yankees. for the Braves too. I just. I he think just it's had, crazy he just, that he played for the Yankees. He had more success when he was in yeah. Atlanta. Yeah. So. But yeah, no, it's going to be a really exciting college football weekend. Uh, I'm holding my hot take. Washington State's going to blow out uh, Arizona State. And also, Florida State, a great team this year. I, I don't know if you've watched. I know this They're is off good. topic. I don't know if y'all watched the Florida Gators uh, documentary on Netflix. This is a separate team, obviously, from Florida State. But definitely t- watch, that. watch that. It's really good. It has Tim Tebow in it and everything. That's it talks about why. the controversy the team had. Like, <laughs> It was a really good documentary. I ain't going to lie. I, I loved it. I never knew that about I Florida. I can't stand team t- Tim Tebow. I'm sorry. No, I he really, doesn't do anything now. What I does really, he do? He just sits around. Just makes Heisman oh, Also, Johnny Manziel documentary is really good to watch. Huh? It's an untold. That one was good. Johnny Football. Yeah, that one was incredible. It really yeah. was. I never knew how popular that guy really was. Maybe oh, no. Because I was a little kid. But th- like this guy literally was like. And LeBron. He was, was like, like the football player of the world. Yeah. Because he did it as a freshman. And my whole life, I thought, oh, this guy's just any college football player. No, he oh, was a no. freshman. He doing was. It. When he. <laughs> his freshman year was impressive. He won the Heisman Trophy as a freshman. I know. Which was. Inc- was just insanity <laughs> and then i think what really hurt him is that the following season because i think everybody knew the expectations that johnny manzel was going to have and honestly i think just on the stuff he did off the field is what really just just screwed him up in life in life and i yeah. i felt bad because he was an amazing football player oh my god i can't even tell you how just how great he was in his two years but i'm not gonna lie to you i think he should have stayed in college just maybe at least one more year 
and then he would have been NFL ready, I think. That's just my opinion. I think, you know, he's just a partier. And uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you gotta have, Jeez, it's not about Justin. having the physical strength and the physical ability. He just didn't have that mental strength that yeah. is, you know, being able to have, to stick to a plan, you know, he, uh, I don't know if there was a part where he was right about to go into the NFL combine the day before he calls his agent. He's like, I missed a man. I did. He got blackout drunk, all this stuff. Cause Idiot. he just struggled with the pressure and some people do. And that's a mental health is very important. And we see it now as way more advocated uh, than in the past. A lot of pressure on that guy, but we're getting off topic here. <laughs> Let's talk about a bigger league and uh, you know, the NFL, we don't have to talk on it too long. I know I've taken half your time. Uh, I've had a lot of your time so far. Well, we were like 30 minutes now. Uh, we're, we're doing good. good. We're good. All right. Let's talk about the NFL. All right. I don't know. We have a Chargers fan in here. I feel bad for him. I didn't mm. know there was any Chargers fans actually in existence. I forgot you were a Chargers fan. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah there was a planted Chargers fan in the stands this past week. <laughs> I don't know. That's a, We're pretty diverse in here. Steelers, I know, Gear Texans, Chargers. Oh, yeah. Kalani, what was your team again? I don't know. I said this like. I'll claim the Cowboys, but I'm not like a big Cowboys fan. So you're so you're you're able to be convinced to the Texans, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> um, yeah, let's talk Stroud. about the Texans and C.J. Stroud. We just beat the Saints. Great game. That was um, an easy dub. That wasn't even. That was pretty easy. I love that. It was such an easy dub too, beating the Steelers. No, well, uh, I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. Whatever. I'm kidding. Uh, Texans are three and three. They're tied for second place with the Colts in the AFC South. We talk about the Cowboys. <laughs> Where are they at? They're in the NFC East, where they'll never be able to escape because they're playing against the Eagles in the future. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, Eagles are five and one at the top of NFC East. Cowboys are four and two. 49ers, they lost to the Browns. I want to talk about this. This is amazing. One of the best stories in the NFL in the past week. Um, a team with nobody, no Deshaun Watson. He's not even playing. Uh, backup quarterbacks in. PJ Walker. PJ Walker. Mm hmm. Makes embarrassed, embarrasses all the 49er fans out there um, with a great win. Was this a mistake on the 49ers or a good game plan from the Browns? Your thoughts now. Brock Purdy, 12 for 27, 125 yards. That's Could you imagine wow. that? Could you imagine having Brock Purdy on your fantasy team oh, and he just <laughs> wins all the time and then he drops 125 yards? That was it's horrible. Of his it's passing. horrible. We we kind of talked about this on Monday's VCR because you know Grace is a 49ers For sure, the San Francisco was off. For sure, the 49ers were just—it wasn't their game. It's the same thing with the Eagles as well. It was just a rough. It was a rough night for both. I just. I'm nobody's shocked. Nobody can go undefeated. Yeah. yeah no. No. Yeah. Never gonna happen. Unless you fear the seventy-two Dolphins and they. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But I mean, like you can't go undefeated, like like Joey, you just said. Yeah. But you know, you got to lose at some point. Honestly, I think this was the one loss that the 49ers and the Eagles, because they both lost uh, both of their games mm -hmm. this weekend, that they needed. And honestly, I think honestly, this is just a bounce back week for both of them. Obviously, they're seeing. You know, both of them with the best record in the NFC right now. So honestly, not too. I'm still not worried. Obviously, Dallas won their game against the Chargers. I'm sorry, Joey. I was pulling for your team so hard because I can't. I can't. I can't stand Dallas. That team just me. can't convert ever. I know. I'm, it I'm doesn't sorry. matter who the quarterback is: Drew Brees, Philip Rivers, <laughs> Justin Herbert. Do you like? Let me ask you from a Chargers perspective: Do you like Kellen Moore as your uh, as your coach offensively? I don't know what it is to be honest with you. Because last year they didn't have Kellen Moore and they looked like the same offense. They get they get hot. They have like a good first two quarters. Then they don't know how to play for the third quarter. And then the fourth <laughs> quarter they're down to 
a final two-minute drive. The Chargers just, they will always be the same team. It, is, it just doesn't matter who their coach is. It doesn't matter who their quarterback is. It doesn't matter who their receivers are. They will always find a way to be in every single game and, be and never win the game. Mm-hmm. I get that. I agree with that statement. And uh, just a, one little fun fact for anyone that doesn't know. Brock Purdy, 23 years old, goes 12 for 27, 125 yards. PJ, I mean, Philip Walker, or PJ Walker is his nickname, uh, 18 for 34. How's his first name? 192 (laughs) yards. Not a, you know, 192 yards. This guy, this guy played for Temple University. He graduated college in 2016. Brock Purdy, oh, you're Mr. Purdy, you're Mr. Pretty. He was nah. in, um, he was, um he was also in the USFL also. Yeah. So this guy gotta give credit to PJ Walker. Huge dub for him. Probably the highlight of his whole football career. I agree. Beating an undefeated 49ers team. Deshaun Watson, your spot's up for grab. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm kidding. Stop. I'm kidding. I don't I don't know how they won this game though. Yeah. He had two picks. Yeah. I know. No, like they're I think they're deep. They're leading rusher eighty four yards. It was a Kareem Hunt? Jer- no, it's Jerome, Jerome Ford. Ford. Oh my God! <laughs> no Nick Chubb anymore, man. <laughs> no, Nick Chubb's hurt. That's Amari Cooper, though. Oh my oh, God! Yeah, four reception for 108 yards. Is that's good. great. Average 27 yards. Are you that's serious? Not that's, that, I mean, that's not. That's not. <laughs> that's shocking. not that good. That, no, that's not shocking. Oh, that's all. not shocking. No, okay. it's not. <laughs> Amari Cooper's always been pretty consistent every year, except when he's hurt. I mean, so, Christian but, McCaffrey, only 43 yards. But Miles Garrett was just absolutely dominant. He oh, yeah, found a no. way to get to the quarterback, absolutely. get behind the line of scrimmage. That is what won them this game. I think so. I agree with that. It, to be honest, I, I, I think this was just a game of complacency. I think the 49ers went in there. Oh, it's the Browns. Come on. We're yeah. fine. <laughs> I don't even need to go to practice tomorrow. I'm going to go to club. No. <laughs> uh, that's what happens. You go to the club. Uh, oh, Johnny my. Manziel would know. Um, oh my god! Oh, that and he was on the Browns. What are, what are the odds? Yeah, oh, in my last name's Brown. What are the odds? Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, <laughs> guys. One last segment to touch on, and then we're out of here. The NBA. Oh, here we go. Oh, this goodness. is gonna be thirty dun, dun, minute, dun, 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 dun. minute topic since you're hosting. <laughs> no, what? <laughs> all the hate doesn't do nothing. Not hey, we um, need somebody you, who is ex- you watch expert. The Rockets and the Spurs last night. <laughs> did I I'm watch? Sorry, yeah, you did. I just had to. <laughs> who got megged? Well, we beat. Who got megged? Okay. Well, listen, listen. <laughs> Reggie Bullock got megged by Victor Wembanyama. But if you know anything. The Rockets and the Spurs played previously last week in the preseason, and the Rockets. I said they played on Monday. Okay, and the Rockets beat them. <laughs> yeah, the Rockets did beat them. Yes, like I said. Um, Amin Thompson or Amin Thompson. I don't yeah. know how you pronounce it. Yeah. Thompson. Yeah, he is. He's a great player for the Rockets. Yeah. Um, but uh, the reason why we're talking about the NBA right now, and I'm going to ask y'all this question. Go ahead. Victor Wembanyama. His first two games. 20 points apiece. This game, 15 points apiece with like two blocks, six rebounds, a bunch of threes. What is Victor Wimanyama averaging his freshman year in the NBA? I want to hear your guesses. My guess, he's averaging 15 plus points a game, eight plus rebounds a game. And maybe like three plus rebounds? Probably 12-plus rebounds, honestly, knowing him. He's a giant. And then he's probably going to average five-plus blocks a game. He's going to make break statistics. How many minutes? Yeah, I was going to say, how many minutes do you think he'll go? Okay, so a full game would be 48 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. He's playing only 36 or 40. He's not playing a lot at all. His freshman year, no. Look at this guy. He looks like he's made out of toothpicks. I mean, this guy, unless he puts muscles on his body, he could have one hard fall from Zion Williamson on his leg, and we're going to watch that leg go snack, crackle, pop like Rice Krispie (laughs) Treats. So, 
What do y'all think about Victor oh Wimanyama? Are they going to have to pass rules to change this guy from dominating our league? What's no, going to happen? I, I agree. I definitely think that he needs to put meat on his body. For oh, sure. yeah, no. Like, 100%. Because, like, just seeing him play, like, scares me. Like, every time I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, he's, he's going to snap. Like, I know. I can't. Hey, but he's so flexible, though. Exactly. So, just me for sure. I would say, like, I would say 20 points at the most. For sure. I give him I give him twenty three points yeah. average a game. I think I think just to keep it fair, because let's <laughs> let's be honest here. Tim Duncan really didn't have that big of a point average when he was in the league. Well, now it's a league that was not even as offensive as this. Well, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I mean, but people will call him the next next David Robinson. That's Tim Duncan, which is kind of out there because. I don't think there's no one you're close to either one there, of those two. There has never been a player like Victor Wimbanyama. That's what I'm going to say. Oh, yeah. No, probably never will be. He, but. No, Nikola Jokic is the closest thing to Victor Wimbanyama in this league. A tall man that can shoot threes, pass the ball, and can dribble it and not lose his rock. We've seen Nikola do that, but Victor Wimbanyama is doing it way better. Now, what I will uh, say is that I think – I don't know about that. Dribbling the ball, you don't think Victor Wembanyama is better than Nikola Jokic? He nutmegged Reggie Bullock. <laughs> I'm gonna take Wembanyama on that. Yeah, I'm know. gonna take Wembanyama. I've watched him against the Heat. Homie did the ah, ah, <laughs> spin around <laughs> in mid range. Yeah, if you saw that on video, I just scored a three. But you br- that was a brick. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Jokic is just slow. Jokic is slow. Did you see that video of him playing tight end? <laughs> <Their practice? laughs> yeah. All I will say is this: this is my question for you. With Victor Wimbanyama, has the Spurs became an automatic play-in or a playoff team? Ah, uh, okay, I got it. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> go ahead, Joey. All right. Well, first off, I'll take the over on your minutes. I'm gonna go 40 minutes per game. I'm gonna get him 18 points per game, averaging six assists. We'll go nine rebounds per game, and I think the Spurs improved, but they're not a playoff team. You got Vic- Victor Wimbanyama, then you got. Keldon Johnson, who played for Team USA in the Summer Olympics. But outside of that, I mean, Jeremy Sokan, the guy shoots free throws with one hand. That guy looks terrible at the free throw line. Doug McDermott, mm, Zach Collins, mm. Devin Vassell, he's pretty good. Devin he Vassell can shoot is some good. threes. Five points last night for him. Devin Vassell? Yeah. Yeah. And then you got Trey Jones and everybody else inside of that. I don't even know who they are. So <laughs> Victor Webinyama makes this team a better team. I think uh, Greg Popovich is going to love having an international star to just coach. I think it's going to re- revive the last stages of his uh, coaching career. But to answer your question, no, this is not a playoff team. And they would be lucky to get the 10 spot and get into that play in game. Yeah. And as a, as a Spurs fan, I've been, I've been watching this team, I mean, I've been watching obviously the Spurs for the past, you know, for all my lifetime, and I don't think this is a playoff team yet. I I strongly would say give them at least a couple years so they can draft players, get veterans if needed for this team. Because I talked about this earlier, Greg Popovich's time in the NBA is slowly counting down. So I wouldn't say slowly. Well, no, that's slow. Well, I mean, I'm just I'm just saying because like you know he just got into, he just slowly. got into the hall he just got into the hall of fame and you know because he's been I want to say he's been coaching now for 20, 20, 25 years. How right? many more years do you give? Popovich, Pop. three. I'd say five. Max. I would say five. I would, max. yeah, I, max. Either four or five. There's yeah. some people out there that believes he's gonna do it until he dies on the court. Don't say that. No, that's not like, like I'm trying to say yeah. that bad, but like <laughs> he seems like the guy to, that guy do that it. loves basketball so much he would do it till the day he dies. Which there's some yeah. people like that that are like I'm never gonna retire. Do you think he'll ever uh, surpass Phil Phil Jackson as no. one of the best? As one of the no, best never coaches? in my opinion. 
The fact that Phil Jackson replicated oh, go. <laughs> replicated his success from the Chicago Bulls to the Los Angeles Lakers. Are you serious? And <laughs> but, but here's, but here's Greg Popovich has been, been on one team his whole life. Exactly. And where has the Spurs been last seven years? Okay. Your point? Phil Jackson, every single year he is with the Chicago Bulls, and every single year he's with the Lakers, they won championships. But was it really on him, though? Yes. Yes. Man, Phil Jackson <laughs> had Michael Jordan doing yoga. Tell okay. me one other human that'll get Michael Jackson reason, doing I'm, yoga. The only reason why I'm asking. Why did I say Michael Jackson? Michael Jordan. Why did I say Michael Jackson? Ew. No, the only reason. The only reason <laughs> why I'm asking. The only reason why I'm asking that is because, to be honest with you, when the Bulls repeated their second time, honestly, they're already nah. established. They were already established as one of the best. You know, the best teams at least in the ninth or really all time. And to be honest, they all had the same players. They all had you know the same mentality. Honestly, Phil Jackson really just honestly was calling the plays, and they ran it to pure you know execution. That's really all that was. I'm just gonna be honest. Yeah, I don't know what these San Antonio fans be smoking, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I will pick Phil Jackson every day over Greg Popovich. I think Greg Popovich is the best at cultivating talent from foreign-born players. Oh, I, I believe that a hundred percent. Tony Parker, Manny Ginobili, every single one of those players. Um, wait, Tony Parker, he's is he from France? He's France. from France. That's what I was right. Yeah. Um, he is a great a great position for Victor Wimbanyama. Victor Wimbanyama, he couldn't have got a, on a better team. This mm-hmm. is going to be a great player because he's with a great coach that can cultivate talent from anybody, mm-hmm. no matter what language you're speaking. He seems to be doing great. <laughs> um, so love to see that. And let's talk about another team while I have you all here. Something I want to ask you all. Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole was on the Warriors. Great piece, piece over so there. Random. Now he's on the Wizards. And people are starting to say he might take a role as being his own little superstar. Look at what he did last uh, night. 41 uh, points off of five three-pointers. In preseason? In preseason. In preseason. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you're didn't right. even play on Monday night. I, you're definitely right. But I'm just saying, do you think Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma, what do you expect this Wizards team to finish? I think that comparison right there is it's, it's terrible. <laughs> the, I know. The, the Cowboys well, listen, won on Monday night. Yeah, and you know what ESPN, Super Bowl now. Hey, you know what they're talking about on first take? Is Jordan Poole an all-star on his team now? I like the superstar on his well, team. Of course they're talking about that yeah. on first take. They want to get so, you going. So They got you, you going right now. No. So do you think that Jordan Poole will ever be a supporting role again, or is he going to try and be like a James Harden with the Rockets and lead a team for the next I seven mean, I years? think he's going to try to lead a team, but I don't think Jordan Poole's got enough to I don't think so either. lift a team to the promised land. I will probably die before I see the Wizards win a championship. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Unfortunate. Unfortunately. They should have kept their name as the Bradley Bullets. <laughs> should have kept John Wall and Bradley Brill, bro. He yeah, definitely should have kept John Wall. He's been sitting on the Rockets yeah. roster for no dang reason for the last two years. <laughs> I just want to go back to Pop real quick. Yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah, just like, let's go. So I'm starting to think, do you think that old, old coaches, do you think that there's a time when they have to come to a, a stop in coaching? Because... Mm-hmm. The game has changed so much from oh, yeah, when no. Pop has first joined the league. I mean, we're seeing windmill dogs. We're seeing guys shoot the three ball from almost half court now. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you, I don't think Pop is grown. He won't ever grow to learn <laughs> today's modern-day basketball. So you, is there a point where you're like, all right, it's time to let the, these guys want to play a different style of basketball than what he wants to play, fundamental basketball, lots of passing. These guys want to play individual basketball we talk about who's your guy on the rockets jalen green right these are guys that play he's not, that not there anymore, anymore. He's, not he's not there not anymore there. but guys like that those are guys that grew up on ball of life they had their oh their yeah. basketball mixtapes that's mm-hmm. just basketball isn't what greg popovich played mm-hmm. yeah. 15 years ago mm, i don't know it's i think it's up in the air because like 
every time I every time I think of Spurs, I always think of team. When I think of teams, I think of fundamentally sound teams because I'm a fundamental basketball kind of guy. Like I love seeing just offense flowing, like the Golden State Warriors, for example. Steve Kerr. On, he was on – I mean, he played for Greg Popovich. But I want to say he was on the coaching staff, for, I believe, for like a year, I believe. And He also played under Pop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then – ow. And look what happened. They won countless titles with the same group, same, drafted players when needed. They fundamentally moved the basketball so much, and they won titles. Now, granted, I don't think Durant – I mean, let's be real here. Durant honestly was not needed for any of those titles. I'm not even going to lie to you. But – um. You know, I, I admire Greg Popovich because of what he does. But I think what people don't understand about Greg Popovich is that he's almost like a father to some of these players. Because every player, every superstar player like LeBron, like Steph, like Kevin Durant, all say the exact same thing. That Greg Popovich is so is a family man, but at the same time, he's a, just a unbelievable coach. Obviously, we saw what he did for the USA team a few years ago. And he's just a down-to-earth coach. And I think people take that uh, for granted about Greg Popovich because of his style of basketball. But honestly, it's the style of basketball that I think people should start really recognizing a lot more. In all the times that Greg Popovich and Phil Jackson played against each other as coaches for these two squads, the Chicago Bulls and Spurs, the Spurs have only won five. I mean, one. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Now, listen, Phil Jackson has destroyed Greg Popovich. Mm-hmm. Taking four out of the five times they've ever played against each other. So, mm-hmm. and then Phil Jackson also won eleven titles as a coach, the most of any coach ever. Mm-hmm. And then also Popovich has only won five, and he led a two different. Te- he led to two three peats, and then amazing success with Kobe ja- uh, Kobe Bryant. Almost said Kobe Jackson, <laughs> Kobe Bryant, and Shaquille O'Neal. But what has he done since that? That was not my question. Phil Jackson's retired. <laughs> <laughs> Just because no, you're okay. Um, if, we're so, ta- if we're talking about the 2000s here, Phil, if you're really looking at realistically, the Lakers Greg, were way better than. Oh my goodness! You don't think Kobe and Shaq were better than? Uh, oh no, I complete- Tim Duncan and Tony Parker. Oh no, I completely agree with that. I just, to me, I just don't. If you're because, like, let's put it this perspective, Pop Popovich led the Spurs to countless playoff appearances. Phil Jackson I'm a, honestly I know really, that countless number. <laughs> it was like 20 like 21 straight playoff appearances. That's never been done. Phil Jackson couldn't even do that, which is insane cuz I still I mean, now graduate Phil Jackson you know Pat Riley. This is my co- my coaching tree. It's Pat Riley, <laughs> Phil Jackson and then Greg Popovich. That's it. Nobody else. Just them three. But I think I, to me, Phil Jackson doesn't deserve to be in that conversation. But if you look at what he did in the 2000s, it really honestly wasn't his best. What about yeah. Steve Kerr? Is he going to make it up there? I think he will. I honestly think Steve Kerr will. If he already isn't there now, I think he will. So Phil Jackson's <laughs> record in the playoffs is 229 wins and 104 losses. Popovich's record in the playoffs, 169 wins with 114 losses. Both good winning percentages. Both, good winning Both percentages. great winning percentages, yeah. but I, I do see a little difference here uh, between the two two different coaches. And did uh, Pop coach two of the um, top three basketball players of all time? Top five. Did Popovich? Yep. Yep. Yeah, but did 
Did Phil Jackson coach Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant? Arguably, two of the top. That's five exactly players. what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, but he coached the two top three players of all time. Of course, he's gonna have that. It's not about wins. the players, man. <laughs> yes, I swear is. to God, none so, of y'all understand. I could go coach hey, Michael hey. Jordan and go win a championship. So you think the triangle <laughs> offense was just born overnight, just created and exasperated out of nothing? I... That offense has led the league and changed the league for years. And if it wasn't for Phil Jackson, none of us would even know about that. <laughs> if I had those exact players that were in that '90s team i think i could go in an nba championship no yes i could i think no. you could the yeah. fact that he had to manage those personalities <laughs> by getting them to do yoga and meditation taking their egos and reputations away that takes skill there was a lot of ego on the, the bulls team i know he had to take it away for them to win specifically that man yeah, i know this guy shirt. was unsavable that's why he had to get rid of him that's why he went to the spurs oh what did he do there oh he kicked a cameraman in the i'm not even gonna say it <laughs> i mean it's won a title yeah. Wood yeah. Popovich, mad. Yeah. yeah, but I think this debate could go on forever. <laughs> I think they're both. I think they're both great coaches. I think they both have impacted the game yeah. extremely, and I think they both got great players on their teams. Um, I mean, real quick, while we have a little bit of time, I mean, NBA do? NBA season is literally in a, a week. week away. So <laughs> the first night of NBA action um, Tuesday on October twenty fourth. Yeah, we got the Warriors and the Suns. That is going to be insane. You know how many all-stars are on that team? You got no Chris kidding. Paul, Stephen Curry. You got Kevin Durant on the Suns. You got Devin Booker Bradley over there. Beal. You got Bradley, Bradley Beal, Beal over there. Up. You got Draymond Green. You got Clay Thompson. This, this is going to be fun. It's going to look like yeah. the finals on day one, <laughs> uh, the, the Western Conference finals. And then Los Angeles Lakers and the defending champs. Denver Nuggets. Oh, man, I can't wait to watch the Lakers get blown up at 36 <laughs> points. Man, over by I'm saying it right here. This is going to be the historically worst season for LeBron James in his entire career. This is going to make him retire wow. mid-season. I don't even care. I'm going to say it right here. I've never been more sure of something Thomas, in my life. Thomas, if you're listening to yeah, this, No, please. I'm not name-calling him no. this time. I did it last time. I feel guilty about it. All I'm saying is this. Lakers are about to have a historically bad season. And how many wins do they have? I was going to say, how many wins do you think they have? Out of have? an 82-game season, they're only winning 46. Can I That's say something? That's about what they won last Le- year. It's still mediocre. Yeah. LeBron James, he's the LeBron GOAT. He's the GOAT. Yeah. He can lead any team near. Oh. To be honest, Shut up. Okay, ahead, I saw Kalani. a video of like LeBron working out the other day, and oh, I'm great. like so <laughs> – no, listen, listen. I'm like so scared for him because he's like so lean now and like – I don't know. I just like. Was he reading a book after? I don't know. He's just leaning <laughs> out, and like me and Tyson were talking about this the other day. Shout out Tyson. Like we're scared for him to see. Like we feel like he's gonna get yeah. hurt this year. Like you know, we love to admire him from the media point exactly. of view. Like oh my god, he's such a he's such a warrior. You know, he's so strong. He comes out every year and he plays his best. But people that know him personally, like man, mm-hmm. like he's gonna be fifty two and still be like, I can do it another year. I can do it another year. No, man. You can't do it another year, bro. Isn't he just waiting for Bronny to get to the league? That's what he's saying, but I promise you this. His ego is so big that he's not going to get out of the league when Bronny comes. You cannot call yourself the greatest of all time and be the greatest of all time. (laughs) You know how many times Michael Jordan called himself the greatest of all time? Zero freaking times. Speaking of that, him waiting for Bronny to get into the league, like, Obviously, Bronny's is not probably gonna have like the best year that he's gonna have at USC this year because of his whatever his heart condition. So like, he's have oh, a yeah. terrible year. Exactly. So how long do we think Bronny's gonna stay at USC? Who's his other Bro- son? Bronny's gonna be there. Uh, Bryce James. Can I be honest? Is he better? 
Yes. That's yes. what people say. I think he is. I think 100%. Bronny, Bronny's going to be there for three weeks, and they're going to realize, oh, my gosh, we just picked up a junior varsity basketball player that has a last name of an MVP, so that's why he got there. Yeah. Wow. There's a whole article this long on The Ringer talking about – How long is this ha- long for the people who are listening? Uh, <laughs> think of your head to your foot. All right, it's that yeah, long. And it's that long, and it's talking about the problem hey. scouts have with – Bronny James, because just because his dad was successful, they think, oh, we got to scout him. No, you don't got to scout him. Look and how these kids do. Of their, uh, oh, get and to USC, they have Dennis Rodman's son, too. So oh, like, yeah. That's that's yeah, you saw how good Sharif O'Neal did for the LSU Tigers? Yeah, Nothing. Exactly. <laughs> oh, what happened to Dwayne Wade's son? Oh, I'm not even going to say anything. Oh, yeah. Where oh, is he? He's overseas. Yeah. No, I don't no. think. No, I'm, no. <laughs> I'm not going to yeah, say anything. No. You got to know. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and then Scottie Pippen Jr., he just got waved. Think from the Lakers. Oh yeah. 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 So just because you got a nice last name don't mean nothing, honey. Exactly. I don't think Ronnie James is <laughs> gonna amount to nothing. He's gonna average six point four points. He's gonna average more minutes on the bench, warming his butt than he is gonna be on the court. Yeah. I think I can only think of like three Jeez. players that their parents played that were good. Fernando Tatis Jr., Vladimir Guerrero yep. Jr., yep. uh Kevin Biggio. If you forget yep. one and, name, I'm um, wait. There's one more <laughs> baseball player. Um, you can't think of any basketball players, really? Yeah, basketball. Not players. one that comes to mind? Well, I'm thinking of baseball first. I'll get to basketball. Okay, let's see if you can get this one. If you don't get this one, I'm going <laughs> to clown you all day. <laughs> I'm still on the baseball one. Okay, um, I'm missing Kobe. Who, um, listens to, who watches baseball? Me. Oh, Kevin Biggio. Biggio. Oh, uh, Boba Shett. Boba Shett, thank you. Oh, yeah, Boba there Fett, you go. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. How about in, in the NBA? Hmm. I know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Steph Curry, father Del Curry for the Charlotte Hornets no. was amazing. That's not what I was thinking of. Right was now. an all-star. <laughs> Steph Curry comes in the league, changes the league overnight, unanimous MVP. Gary, uh, what's his name? F- Gary Payton Jr. Yeah, yeah Gary mm-hmm. Payton Jr. Oh wow, yeah, I love that mention. Great guy. Uh, now he's back on the Warriors again. He was I like that. I like that move though. Yeah, I love that move. They gave him away to Portland. Now he's back. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that does it. I got all my energy out, all my rants out. Uh, MJ to goat. Um, that's just the truth. Spurs 10 seed, 11 seed. I know. I want to go I'll for Spurs playing year. I want to go for a playing team. Why not? Have the Spurs been a playing team for the past like two years? Yeah, but yeah. And they don't do anything. Now they have Wimbenyama, and I think, ooh, doggy. I Wimbenyama. cannot wait to be there on Wednesday night. Hey, Wednesday night, come watch the Spurs. Me and Joey be in the stands. Oh, yeah. Nosebleeds. $46 <laughs> tickets. I'm bringing my binoculars. <laughs> All right. Binox. Any uh, sports announcements? Oh, I can't forget it. The Las Vegas Aces. Win back-to-back WNBA championships. Who produced that coach? Mm-hmm. What? Oh. Who, pr- who, who produced, produced that the coach? coach? Who produced Becky Hammond? Who produced that coach? Greg yeah. Popovich. Uh, thank you. That's that. No, I know that. Enough said. You know who was a great said. WNBA coach? Uh, he played for uh, the Detroit uh, Pistons. He was that mad. Uh, Isaiah Thomas. No, no. Who's the Rockets head coach? Huh? Who's the Rockets head coach? Ime Adoka. Why? <laughs> what? <laughs> Also, what under Popovich? Yeah. No, I know. Okay, what are you trying to prove? What are you trying to prove? You know how many people are under Phil Jackson? Probably a lot. No, <laughs> probably easy. You don't even know the names. You know, I don't know. I don't care about the coaches really. Sorry, um, it's not a coaches league. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but oh, no, but the oh. coach, but the coach created the triangle. Pass. Right, exactly. Hey, all y'all San Antonio fans need to shut up. <laughs> I, I'm from Houston, Texas. I never heard people. Say he doesn't know what it feels like to win basketball games. <laughs> oh, oh shut up, bro. <laughs> I was watching James Harden go to the final. I mean, no, he, yeah, then. yeah, no. I saw a video that ended at uh, James Harden's defensive abilities. James Harden. 
Wow, he was playing with my microphone. Oh. Uh, James Harden. Or I was playing with my own microphone. James Harden. Where is he now? I'm sorry. Philly. I'm a, Philly? Do you guys have a house for sale or anything <laughs> I can bet all my money on? Uh, James Harden never winning an NBA championship. No, that's, that's, no, that's, 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 that's completely true. And he will never what be a Chris team Paul? player. Chris Paul, Chris he – this, this is what's running out of right time. Now. Chris Paul literally straight up came to Steph Curry and said, hey, man, I need a ring. Please take me to Steph Curry was like, I got you. They're winning a ring this year. I think they are. I'm you definitely so? even with uh, they have to. If 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 Joker look, I will sit down and pray every Sunday to God that Chris Paul wins a championship because I love him so much as a person that if he doesn't win an NBA championship, like I'm gonna feel so bad for this man. They need he to give him an honorary I, championship. <laughs> I had brought this up because we were talking about this on BCR. Um, so like Draymond and like CP3 like have gotten over, gotten, gotten into over. it in the summer. Yeah. Like they had this whole beef. I don't know. I feel like it's still there, just like seeing them. So I'm surprised. I'm curious to see what their team chemistry is gonna be. I think it's because Chris Paul, he is a leader. Yeah. And he doesn't like people that have very big egos and allow that to set their systems. Yeah. And I know Draymond is a great player. And he has a big ego for a reason. Yeah. But that's what Draymond said. He's like, I respect him as a player and all that, but it's just like, I don't, I can't. Because like. Draymond Green <laughs> sees it this way: you're gonna come into my house, a place exactly. I've been for the last ten years, and tell me how to play my basketball. You know nothing. That Draymond shouldn't even be in Golden State. They should have yeah. let him go. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. So, you know. <laughs> The fact that Draymond Green and players like Dennis Rodman even had careers in the NBA, I mean, that's just really – I mean, that's another mention. Yeah. But, like, these players are only making it due to defensive talents. You look at their statistics. I mean, Draymond Green, I think, once scored zero points in a game and, like – But had, like, like, the greatest, like, production of – Yeah, he had, like, 16 yeah. assists and 12 yeah. rebounds. Yeah. So, like, sounds like know. me playing 2K. Uh, but, yeah. Mm. Okay. I suck. I'm just kidding. No, you're not. We've um, yeah, but the Aces. Who was great on the Aces? Uh, it was we have Kelsey Plum. Kelsey Plum. Asia yes, Wilson. Man. She Asia got Wilson. back to yeah, back yeah, yeah. MVP, even though she got it like half at the end of the year. She should have got Kelsey Plum's preseason <laughs> MVP, but we're not going to get into that. Yeah, That's no. a whole nother. Who else? Kelsey, Plum. Kelsey yeah. Plum, I will 3X3 say, USA Women's Basketball exactly. Olympic Amen. gold medalist. A lot, of, mm-hmm. a lot of players, I mean, a lot of players may not feel this, but I think that the WNBA is getting more popular. I, yes. I definitely do because the fact that I'm hearing about it means it's more popular because back in the day I never heard, I heard about, about it. it. Never heard packed, about and it. did you see too that oh, they yeah, no, signed off that they're going to do a WNBA team in um, San Francisco? Oh, oh yeah. Oh. yeah. Dude, let's expand the NBA. No, for real. Yeah, expansion of the WNBA. Have yeah. you heard the 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 idea of making a team in Mexico City? That'd be dumb. Mm. I think that'd be dumb. That would I be think fun. it'd be kind of cool. Because we have one in Toronto. Yeah, you might as well. Yeah. I mean, but the travel problem would be an issue. Imagine you're doing a series in Toronto and, and Mexico in the finals. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. That's a tough. That's tough. But I, I think it would be really dope. Yeah, I think it would. Any city y'all have in mind that you think should get an NBA team? Bring, bring the Seattle Supersonics back to the promised land, I think. 32 teams would be nice. Yeah, I think so. San Diego? What about uh, one of those uh, those overtime teams? What are you talking overtime. about? Um, <laughs> What's that D-League team? Oh, the ones oh. where they have like four numbers on their back and like the little kids that shoot threes? Or what are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. Just like a team that's just meant for like – Offense only. Only kids <laughs> that think about themselves yeah, and just see how good they play. I love those coaches. They're like – they go one-on-one each person. You're the best. You're the best. Like, bro, like they all think they're just the best. Um, there would be think, zero assists on that team. No, literally. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't think there's a WNBA team in Utah. I think that would be cool, like the Jazz and, like, if there's a WNBA. I think the Jazz need a rename. 
Really? I think so. Yeah, there I'm is... excited, though, for the NBA season. We were talking about this. We got into this. Yeah. You know, I think the Jazz, the reason why they have that Jazz name is because they, used they were to used to be in uh, Nashville, right? Nashville, Nashville yeah. yeah. And that's why the Lakers are called Lakers. They used to be in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Yep. The land yeah. of lakes. The land of lakes, yeah. Thinking about butter now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's been like the Rockies, but I don't know. <laughs> Man, you know the Rockets used to be in San Diego. Yeah. You know the Clippers used to be in San Diego? Oh, you know there's no Clippers fans in the United States. (laughs) (laughs) I think Clippers jerseys have never sold in the past four years. There's more Hornets jerseys out there than Clippers jerseys. Have you seen the new Jumbotron that they want for the Clippers? Yeah, that one that's the entire, like, perimeter of the arena. (laughs) Bro, I'm going to throw a rock at that thing and break the whole thing. They need to focus on that. What are they, Christmas lights? Oh man, the watch parties be insane in there though. Oh god. Uh, but yeah, I think that's about our time here. Yeah. Uh, no Clippers fans are listening, so don't feel offended because none of y'all exist. Uh, <laughs> Only Kawhi. Fans. What's up with LA teams and not having fans? The Chargers, they have to pay oh, to have Char- a fake fan on the TV. Yeah. The Chargers and, should go back to San Diego. Yeah, I, yeah. I completely agree. But they're, where are they going to play? Man, they need to put a team so in South Dakota. Just <laughs> kidding. Uh, More people would go to the South Dakota Dakota games than the Clippers games. Um, You know, a team in Nashville wouldn't be bad. They could go share uh, Bridgestone Arena where the the Nashville Predators play. I personally believe that there needs to be um, another NBA team in Texas. I don't know. Like where? El, El Paso? Paso? Nobody wants to go to El Paso. You ever no. been to El Paso? I love El Paso. I went to El Paso <laughs> over the summer, and it felt like it was great everywhere. <laughs> that's great oh my, everywhere. That's so mean. <laughs> El Paso has the lowest crime rate in the United States for a city with a population above 300,000. Check me, bro. Check me. <laughs> Check me. What is this, chess? When's the last time you went to El Paso? Uh, I went there for my dad's marriage. When? Uh, 2017. <laughs> and what did you think of it? Was it gray everywhere? No, All there was beautiful. Is cement way. everywhere. Oh cement yeah, cement everywhere. Have you ever been to Houston? <laughs> yes, I cement have. Been cement everywhere. Cement everywhere. <laughs> there, that is true. It's a concrete valley. Man, I hate Houston. I'm just kidding. I, I'm from Houston, <laughs> but I, you will never catch like me living city. there again. Yeah. You never catch me living in that area. It is just uh, a concrete pit that fills up with water every year from hurricanes. And I give it 10 years, and that Jeez. whole city will be underwater. Don't say that. Ah, okay, I'm sorry. That's too like, much. Too much. On wood. Good Lord. <laughs> I don't know how the weather is. Maybe it'll freeze up. I don't even know. Anyway. I think it's going to freeze this year. Anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe man. a cold winter. Time to go yeah. into winter. Hey, should weather we do a talk. weather update? Oh, yeah, yeah, why not? Because... Oh, yeah. yeah. Unlock my phone. Uh, what's your password? Uh, yeah, Mr. 170 or what? Why don't I just say it for everybody? Now I get to say the weather. <laughs> there you go. Mr. Thanks, Justin Brown. Okay. Uh, a look at the weather for the week is a high of 86 today, a high of 93 tomorrow, high of uh, 91 on Saturday, and then it's going to get colder. Continually to get colder. It's going to be high of 85 Sunday, and then by the time we get to next Thursday, a high of 82, but a lot of rain next week. It's going to be cloudy every day, about 40% chance on Wednesday, 50% chance on Thursday. So, yeah. That's the weather. Hopefully it'll get better. But I want to say thank you to our amazing crew today, Kobe Jackson, Joey Gonzalez, and Kalani DeLuna. This was Justin Brown in your ears, and it was another great episode of Close to the Wall. If you want to catch more, follow KTSW Sports on every single social media and give us a follow on Spotify and touch that bell button so you get a notification every time a new one comes out. But, yeah, for Kalani DeLuna, Kobe Jackson, Joey Gonzalez, I'm Justin Brown, and see you later.